is going on? I want to welcome you from Half Court today being Wednesday, February 9th, 2022. I, of course, am your host, Sean Murphy, alongside for the first time in two weeks, my UP Dirk, my man in the paint, the guy who's a saint, the man who goes hard, hard, the guy who raises the bar, my guy, Troy Sergi, the engaged man, Troy Sergi. Troy, congratulations on the engagement. How are you doing, my guy? I'm doing good, Sean. Um, that was pretty fun, not going to lie, but I'm ready to talk some hoops. Heck yeah, dude. Yeah, not I only that. I went to an NBA game since our last podcast. Yeah, you I went did. To, I yeah. went to Suns and Jazz. I got to see Devin Booker in person. I got to see Chris Paul in person. I got to see Rudy Gay. It was fun. Why was Rudy Gay the third name that came out of here? Listen, I like Rudy Gay. Don't get me wrong. But it's like you go, I got to see Devin Booker. I got to see Chris Paul. Like, literally, you could have gone any other name because who did you say they played? Utah. But here's the thing, Sean. All of them were injured. Oh, that's right. I did not get to see Donovan Mitchell. I did not get to see Rudy Gobert. I did not get to see Mike Conley even. You didn't even get to see Mike Conley? I didn't even get to see Mike Conley and my fiance went to Ohio State. Okay. I was going to say Conley is a Buckeye. I was going to say, I mean, like you could have, like I would have gone Bogdan Bogdanovich before I would have gone. I would have gone Rudy Gay, but that's just me personally. Yeah. I did get to see Jordan Clarkston. So what was, was Joey Ingles? Was he on the court? No, injured, injured. Okay. Okay. I didn't know if the injury happened before that or after. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah, we'll do that. Yeah, I was jealous. I was supposed to go see the Suns play, obviously, but then that didn't work out. But you know what? That's okay because today we are here from half court reach and every week. Troy and I talk about all things NBA basketball. If you like that, be sure to like this video, subscribe to the channel, find us on all the podcast services that your heart desires. Troy, I Googled from half court the other day, and I found that we're on podcast services I've never even heard of. So like well, that's kind of cool. Yeah, isn't it? So like, you know, they're uh yeah, we're we're all over the place. We're getting distributed everywhere. So you love to see it. And you know, speaking of things you love to see, Troy, I love to see you today. I love to see us being reunited here. Obviously, there's been a lot of things that have happened in the NBA world since the last mm-hmm. time we got to sit down. A lot of rumors, a lot of news. We got our first, we got our first two trades that happened that wasn't involving Rajon Rondo. I feel like, I feel like he's always every year he's traded somewhere. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? If there's two yeah. names that you're going to see on a trade deadline every single year, it's Rajon Rondo and Ricky Rubio without yeah. fail. Yeah. I was going to add another one. Who was I going to think of Jamal Crawford? I know he's gone, but in the past, yeah, Jamal, Crawford, Jamal Crawford. Yeah. Dude, he was involved in a lot of them. You're not wrong. Yeah. I, I'm trying to think of the guy. I, I really don't I, don't, I don't think I recognized his name, but there is a guy who has the record for most teams played for. Um, I think it's 16. Yeah. Let me look it up, which is more than half of the teams. Yeah. Yeah. That is, yeah, that is more than half. Troy, you're so good at math. Okay. (laughs) So the player who played for the most teams. So, um, uh, it looks like Joe Smith was the first pick in the 1995 draft and ended up having a 16. Okay. He played, uh, looks like, uh, they played for 12 different NBA franchises and it's, uh, 
there, there are four players and they're tied. Joe Smith, Tony Massenberg, Jim Jackson, and Chucky Brown. So the I more think Chucky you know, Brown was the one I was thinking of, but yeah. Okay. Um, 12, 12 the is way, still a lot. By the way, the, there are five active players who have played, who have played quite a bit. Um, Ish Smith yeah. has played for 11 teams. That's a lot. Anthony Tolliver has played for 11 teams. Trevor Ariza has played for 10 teams. Jeff Green has played for 10 teams. And Garrett Temple played for nine. So, um, yeah, man, there's there's some guys that have been around the league a little bit. You know, you think yeah. of guys like uh, you think of guys like LeBron James who are never going to be involved <laughs> in trade talks. And yeah. then it's like, and it's like Trevor Ariza. That guy might might not finish his cereal in the morning, and he might be on a new team. Right, right. And I, I think you know, there's value in those guys. Like every all yeah. the ones that you just named. That's why the reason that they're on so many teams is because they bring little bit of value. And I think of another guy who um, is an excellent player. Maybe not on the on your list, but he retired now. Was Kyle Korver? He bounced around so oh, much yeah. mm-hmm. um, because he was a three point asset to yeah. any contender. Well, so. you know, it's, it's, you know, the, like, it's kind of like, like you said, it's like the journeyman role. It's like, Hey, they're yeah. brought into to teams to fill a specific need. Like, you know, like for a guy like Kyle Korver, he's not going to be on a team that's rebuilding and is young. He's going to go to teams where he can have a chance to win a championship mm-hmm. and they need, they need, a, they just need a, be, a, like a shooter to come off the bench. You know what I mean? That's not something that every single team needs all the time. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's one of those things where with him, that makes a lot of sense. So right. to your point, it's not, it doesn't reflect poorly on a player. If anything, to your point, it's quite, it's quite the opposite, but yeah. Troy today is the NBA trade deadline special. So we have so much to get into. I, I want to start before we get into uh, some of the news and some of the things going on before we get more into the trade deadline what is your favorite nba trade deadline move of all time for me Ooh, for me Sean, for me there's I, a couple there's a couple that come up this. so obviously okay. obviously there's uh in 2003 2004 a man named rasheed wallace was oh, yeah. traded to not one but two teams near the deadline from yeah. portland to atlanta and from yeah. atlanta to detroit yeah uh, played only one game in an Atlanta Hawks uniform before he was moved. And then uh, another trade I think of as just one that absolutely shocked me. This was like a recent one. The The Marcus Soul trade was a low yeah. key. That was a low key, pretty good trade. So, um, you know, there's been, there's been a lot of crazy trades over the course of the years on the deadline. Mm-hmm. But Troy, what, when you think of your favorite deadline move, Ooh. what, uh, what comes to mind? Man, I think of a couple different things right here. The Rashid one was big um, for obvious reasons that brought us an NBA championship. Um, that was big, but I guess like a fun one um, that I thought of, I don't know if it's my favorite, but it's a fun one was mm-hmm. uh, a bittersweet one was in 2013 when we moved our last piece of the 2004 NBA finals when we traded Tayshawn Prince on Austin day for Jose Calderon. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> That really sticks out to me, Sean, more than anything um, is that deadline move. And I, I think of uh, another one too, is Brandon Jennings for Tobias Harris in 2015. So 2016. So I, I think for me, I have, I have a, a spot in my heart for those random Pistons trades 
but around the league, I, I just, I guess I can't really think of any, oh, oh my gosh, another Pistons one, but totally Andre Drummond when we got rid of his contract. Yeah, man, that was a crazy, that was a crazy one. Cause that was like in the, that was in the final hour of the deadline. Yeah, final what, hour, uh-huh. final 50 minutes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was crazy, man. All right. So I have a list of some of yeah. the most notable trades from the deadline over the past 20 years. This is uh this is courtesy, this is courtesy of NBA sports. So biggest NBA trade deadline deals since 2000. So first uh, when uh, the 76ers traded for Dikembe Mutombo, then we have the bulls send Ron Artest to the Pacers, Ray Allen for Gary Payton. We got Rashid Wallace, obviously the Pistons. Um, we got, we got the, uh, we got the Celtics bring back Antoine Walker. Eh. Oh, here's a pretty good one. Yeah. The Lakers get Pau Gasol in 2008. For his brother. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was crazy. And then we got Carmelo Anthony to the oh, next. yeah, to New uh-huh. York. That was awesome. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Kendrick Perkins. Uh, when yeah. he was traded from the Celtics to the Thunder, that was I was going to say that one, but I thought it was too low key, but it, it did shake up the league a little bit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, um, so uh, the fun thing, um, uh, another one, this is a pretty important one. So the Clippers um, used a pick to, um, to dump the salary of Baron Davis. Um, it wasn't a big trade at the time. But sometimes, so they gave away a first round pick to take a player off your hands. And that pick won the lottery, which allowed the Cavaliers to draft Kyrie Irving. Unbelievable. I didn't realize that that was the pick that they got number one with. That, that's yeah. insane. I that thought Cleveland insane. was just that bad. <laughs> um, well, they were, they were shot, yeah. but they would, they wouldn't, they wouldn't have gotten number one. Yeah. Yep. And then, and then the last one. Uh, DeMarcus Cousins to the New Orleans Pelicans. Oh, yeah, remember, that was a deadline one. Yeah, um, remember, in fact, he was getting interviewed at his locker after the NBA All-Star game, and he was getting whispered in his ear, you're getting traded, which, by the way, that that, that All-Star game was in New Orleans. So, so he, he was stayed. Like, he just stayed. Yeah, he was like, you're not going anywhere. So... Yeah, man, there's been there's been a lot of crazy stuff happening at the deadline, and we're definitely getting into some deadline talk for a minute. But first, we got to talk about the NBA All-Stars being announced. Mm-hmm. Not only that, but the All-Star replacements, because on the West, Draymond Green is not going to be able to play, and on the East, Kevin Durant will not make an appearance either. And they were replaced by LaMelo Ball and DeJounte Murray. So the young guards out of the East and the West get the nods and Jason Tatum will be replacing Kevin Durant in the starting five. So with that, Troy, I want to ask you who, who on your, on your list is an all-star snub. Yeah. I got two on my list, Sean. And the first one is going to be Jared Allen from the Cleveland Cavaliers. Freaking preach it, dude. Freaking preach it. Listen, this guy uh, averaging a double double, right? Um, at least close to it, or mm-hmm. gotta be more than that. Um, a guy that's totally been the most improved player on the most improved team, right? Um, he's a guy that I just well, think... Darius Garland. 
Okay. 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 The second <laughs> most improved player on the most improved team. Yeah. Um, and I, I just think he he's impacted Cleveland in so many ways. And I think he's a guy that can go out, he can grab boards. He can, he can, you know, do nice putbacks. He, he's great around uh, the rim. Excellent around the rim, Sean, a uh, great defender. Um, he's just been the catalyst for that Cleveland team. in a lot of ways, he's a great moving part. And I just don't know how you can't, I just don't know how you don't put him as an all-star. I, I think he has proven himself in uh, any ways. And if you look at the Jared Allen from last year and the Jared Allen of this year, uncomparison. Yeah, 100%. I think, I, I think some of it is, I think the, the rise of Darius Garland has helped his game quite a bit. But yeah. I think in addition, not being the only seven-footer on the court at all times, and you have three of them, and Markinen, Mobley, and Allen, it yeah. just feels like it's unlocked his game. Yeah, I, I would agree. I would agree. And, and another one, Sean, that I'm really thinking of um, that comes to mind would be Pascal Siakam on the Toronto Raptors. Mm-hmm. Um, another one that's put up excellent numbers. Um, he's him and Fred Van Vliet really have been playing well together. Um, Siakam's been, been coming alive of late too. They've been they've been teammates for what four or five years now, but they're really really coming alive and and Pascal especially. So, um, you know, I think, I think there's a lot of potential, um, for Toronto, you know, to, to make a little move, I guess, um, mm-hmm. you know, in a, in a playoff burst, I guess, but maybe not. Uh, but, but Siakam's a guy who just impacts the game on both ends of the court. And I think he's a guy that he'll, he can put up, uh, 20, 10 and 10, really not on a lot mm-hmm. of nights, um, at least 20, 10 and five. And yeah, I, Sean, I just don't really see how Pascal could not have been an all-star, but yeah, I think he was, I think he missed a, a significant amount of games right now. Yeah. They're um, right now they're, you know, 50 or 51 games in right now. Looks mm-hmm. like he missed around like 13, 15 games mm-hmm. in there. So, you know, anytime, anytime a guy misses like that kind of time, it's always kind of difficult. Uh, there's, there's some other names that have people thrown around that other people have thrown around. I, I personally think this is the best all-star rosters we've gotten in quite a while before we got the replacement roster DeJounte Murray definitely felt like a snub but again the, the difficult thing with it is who would you like yeah like in order to call him a snub you have to say who would they replace mm-hmm. I personally would have Jared Allen over LaMelo Ball as an all-star but the, the, the problem is is like it's such apple to oranges it's so mm-hmm. like especially when yeah. you're comparing guards to big men yeah, in, right, in terms right, of what right. they do listen I think I think as at the end of the day, uh, having LaMelo ball in there makes the all-star game better than if Jared yeah. Allen was in there. That's just the truth. But so, the hometown, bro, the all-star games in Cleveland, the land. Wouldn't yeah. That be cool? Okay. But like how many people from Cleveland are actually to be in there when tickets start at $1,600 just to yeah. be in the building? Yeah. You know what I'm yeah, saying? You're right. It, you're right. It's you know, definitely it, people around the country flying in. So, oh yeah. Yeah. It's like the, it is the 1% basketball fans that that you know that can afford to be in there and i hope to be at an all-star game someday but on the other hand i don't want to spend two thousand dollars to watch yeah. an exhibition now is not the time maybe 10 years from now is the time but now hey is not hey who knows maybe if from half court is just all of a sudden like replace like uh, like replacing espn yeah you know yeah. who knows who knows we'll be, we'll be courtside bro yeah exactly dude yeah you and me it's gonna be great but yeah i think I, I think those are worthy submissions for snubs. If you have any, please be sure to let us know in the comment section down below. But for the most part, I think the NBA's nailed it. Sidetrack, uh, side note, uh, congrats to Carl Anthony Towns on making another all-star game. Uh, yeah, someone that, that kind of 
is a snub on a regular basis. It feels like, uh, you know, deserves it. Minnesota's a couple games over 500 might make the playoffs for the second time in his career. They're playing well. So shout out to Minnesota. But with that, Troy, it is time for a segment. I like to call where they at. And the reason why we're calling it where they at is because I want you to tell me a week from now where they at. This is how we're going to be covering the trade deadline. I have a list of names right in front of me, and we're just gonna we're just gonna rattle them off. And I want you to tell me when we're recording here next week, Troy, where are they at? Sound good? Sounds good. All right, let's start hot. I want to go with Julius Randle. Julius Randle, of course, has been a player filled with controversy. Um, he's been seen now getting into it with the video with the with the head videographer of the Knicks or the head film yeah, guy of the Knicks that. on the bench. Um, he told Knicks fans to shut the F up earlier this season and has slipped out of his form from last year. Uh, there have been rumors and reports of trades with his name anywhere from Sacramento to even possibly Portland. So with that, Troy, Julius Randle, where are they at? Julius Randle will be a Portland trailblazer. Whoa. Explain. Well, I, I just, I just think McCollum, dude, I think they want to move him. I think they don't want to necessarily rebuild, but kind of reorganize, I think is what, what Portland's trying to do. And I think we, you know, we've talked a little bit about CJ McCollum's value of, you know, he's a guy that can impact, but I think his day of being a second or third option on a team, a contending team might be over. Um, but yeah, I, I th- but I do think Sacramento makes sense. I think Sacramento thinks sense. I think Marvin Bagley um, and some picks, maybe, I don't know. I don't know what New York really wants besides well, yeah. to get him out, but. Well, well, that's, that's the other thing too. How, how do you gauge Julius Randall's value right now? Because New mm-hmm. York would want to, would, would, would value Julius Randall as who he was last year. Right. Right. That's what they would um, want to do. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. But. Other teams throughout the league between some of the attitude issues we've seen this year and also just the fact that, like, I mean, let's be honest, numbers-wise, he's -hmm. just slipped back to the player that he was before last year. So, um, you know, New York might think he's more of the player of last year. I think the the rest of the league's looking at him saying, no, he's pretty much who he is right now. (laughs) You know? Yeah. Um, Personally, in my opinion... I believe that Julius Randle this time next week will be a Sacramento King. I think there's, I think there's some, I think there's some weight to him possibly getting swapped with another potential player that could be on the move that we will be talking about in a little bit. Now I'll just say it, De'Aaron Fox. I think, uh, I, I think there's a re- very real possibility that those two get swapped. Because I think the Kings, you know, I think they're looking at uh I think they're I think they're trying to build around Tyrese Halliburton. And they they never whenever like they don't ever go full rebuild, but they also yeah. never go full commitment. So that would be a move right up their alley where they would just say, No, we could still be good and let's make it the Halliburton, the Halliburton Randall show. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, 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 I don't I, 
I don't know, Sean. I think I think Sacramento's high on Fox still. No, I don't think so. I think a lot of reports have have shown him being in trade packages. It's looking like they're repositioning in there and they're they want to they want to focus on building around Halliburton. Okay, okay. If I'm Sacramento though, I don't I don't know if that's my attitude if I'm the GM. Well, Troy, what what's what's De'Aaron Fox been since his rookie year? How has he developed yeah. as a player? Right, I guess minorly, minorly, minor improvements, I guess, but not much. He's been the same player from day one as yeah. he is now. I've seen little to no development out of De'Aaron Fox. The mm-hmm. only the only development I've seen out of De'Aaron Fox is that his haircut got less cool. <laughs> that is the only development I've seen out of De'Aaron Fox. He was the guy that was coming out of college. He was he was supposed to be vying to be the best guard in his draft over Lonzo Ball. But if you're asking me right now, Troy, who would you rather have? Yeah, Lonzo yeah. Ball, De'Aaron Fox. Lonzo for sure. So, yeah, I, I think. Uh, but on the other hand, I think he's a guy that like the Knicks could. I, I think he's a guy that would fit really well in New York. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He, he does play hard. He does. He does try hard. He does what he can. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, I, I, I just. I think I think I think Darren Fox would be would be set well with being in a new environment. So uh, maybe that's the garden, but we will see. Um, definitely, definitely, Julius Randall's an interesting name. Staying hot. Well, I guess I guess Darren Fox. Let's just do that next because that 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 kind of ties right in, right? Darren Fox, Troy. This time next th- next week. Yeah, I mean. Uh, yeah, I guess I'm inconsistent if I said Randall to Portland and now <laughs> Fox to New York. But um, I'm going to have to say Sacramento. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, that's fair. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, the other thing, too, is Sacramento might be looking at Julius Randall and going, how is this better than what we have right now? You know what I right, mean? Right, right. So, yeah, I, I, I definitely see a realistic possibility of Fox staying in Sacramento. But, hey, you never know. <laughs> the Kings, they they are the most unpredictable front office in the NBA to me because every single time you would think that this is the logical move to make, they go the other way. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So we will see. With that, Troy, now we're getting a little hotter. Russell Westbrook. Troy, 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 go ahead, Troy, this time next week, where they at? Don't put that on me on the spot, Sean. I'm doing it. I'm doing it. LA. I can't see them moving them. They're they're, they're too LA-ish. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, John Wall, that John Wall trade is looking a little more tantalizing every day. As uh, as lateral as that would be, as lateral as that would be, uh, how bad is it that you would rather, if you are the Los Angeles Lakers, you are considering that John Wall move? I'm not. I'm not, but I'm not the Lakers GM, but I'm not. <laughs> you you uh, wouldn't want John Wall over Russell Westbrook right now? Uh, At least John Wall is a jump shot of some form. Uh, Better than Russ. Yeah, but... Oh, <laughs> I don't even bother. I just, I just hope Russ develops. Hope <laughs> Russ develops? 
<laughs> he's not developing. <laughs> what? I was gonna say this guy's in his thirties now. What the? No, that's is- the joke, Sean. That I know, he's not I know, developing. I know, <laughs> I know, I know. But man, it, talk about talk about uh, a dumpster fire. What is happening in the late with the Lakers camp right now? Well, um, granted, okay, I will say one thing. Maybe you maybe you move a guy like Monk with him though, who at least maybe has somewhat a little more value. I don't know. Well. The Lakers, the Lakers are really high on Malik Monk. I am too. But also, if you want Russ out that bad, I don't know. Maybe maybe you attach Monk to a passage. I but but see, I, I think you know, as, as crazy as it sounds, I think to, I think to the Lakers, I think Malik Monk's one of their untouchables. I think I think with how well he's been playing, especially on the contract they have him on, that's just yeah. it's. I'm just hard pressed to see them being able to move him or, or wanting to move so. him. Rightfully so, because he is a great player. I, I've always been high end monk. Yeah. Um, by the way, um, LeBron, so DeMar DeRozan, um, he said something to the effect that like he was asked, like, you know, do you think, mm-hmm. do you think you have the pieces in house or do you guys think you need to make a move of the deadline? He was like, I think we're missing key guys. I think, mm-hmm. I think we'll, we'll be fine. LeBron said, if we have the opportunity to get better, we got to take it. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that's interesting. That's, uh, that is some pretty, <laughs> some pretty dark shade mm-hmm. right there. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I definitely agree that more than likely Russell Westbrook is going to be a Los Angeles Laker. However, I don't think it's going to be for a lack of trying. How about that? There you go. There you go. Next up, simmering down a little bit, Dennis Schroeder. Ooh. The Boston Celtics are looking to shed cap. They're looking, yeah. to get, they're looking to get under the luxury tax. Dennis Schroeder is a name. He's an expiring contract, but can go, can, but can go to a team and contribute pretty much right away. So with yeah. that, Troy, a week from a week from today, Dennis Schroeder, where are they at? He's going to be in Atlanta. Ooh, he's going back. He's going back, dude. He's going, he's going back, back to ATL. Yeah, okay. I, I don't know. I think I think Atlanta um, is looking to put in some new pieces, and really, Shooter's been playing fine. Um, I think he finishes out the rest of the season with them, and I don't know really know what Atlanta gives up. I guess I haven't really thought that far ahead, but I, I think he fits that team well of uh, of a Trey Young backup and coming in, giving twenty twenty five minutes a night for Atlanta, and actually contributing just fine. So yeah, he's going to Atlanta, Sean. That's fair. For me, Dennis Schroeder, a week from today, is going to be a Chicago Bull. Ooh. Yeah. R- Who are they moving? Um, so that's a good question. Uh, I mean, they, they have some, they, they have expiring contracts that they can move. They can move, um, you know, they, they got guys um, on, on their bench that, you know, really don't have much value. So they, they can send some guys. I mean, th- I mean, listen, the, the, the Celtics really aren't looking for anything crazy in return. They're just looking to shed salary. So mm-hmm. I think, I think if you send an expiring contract and like a second round pick down the road, I think that gets you a deal for Dennis Schroeder. Mm-hmm. So I think the Chicago bulls um, it, it, reportedly the bulls and the bucks both have offers on the table. Oh, wow. For, the bucks too. Hey. Yeah. Yeah. And which, I mean, they're, I mean, the, the bucks they're, they're, that's a, that's an area they need to improve in. They need, they need some more scoring. 
um, from the guard spot, from the bench, you know, that, I mean, any, anything counts. So I think, uh, listen, I think Dennis Schroeder, wherever he goes, I think he could, he can make a significant contribution on a playoff team. So that's, that's a name. That's an, that's an underrated name. I yeah, think we got to be looking out for a little bit. It is next up, Troy. We're going to be going to the big men for a little bit. You ready? Mm-hmm. I'm ready. All right. We're going to start with Mitchell Robinson. Troy. Mitchell Robinson, big man of the New York Knicks. Troy, where are they at? That's a really tough one. Like part of me wants to stay. Boston for some reason, but I don't really think that makes sense. Maybe, maybe I would. I'm just going to say Portland or Sacramento because I think those are the teams that they're looking. Maybe he's a part of a Randall trade for Fox and picks or you know role pieces. So I'm going to say he's either in Portland or Sacramento. Okay, Troy. How about you? Are you ready? Yeah, I I have a gut feeling. I don't know why. Let's hear it. Detroit basketball. You think he's coming to Detroit? I think it's possible, man. He's he's been linked. Uh, the Detroit Pistons are among teams, um, from are among are among the teams that are interested in his services, um, as far as his value. So, um, he is in the final year of his contract. He will actually become um an unrestricted free agent apparently at the end of this year. I think Detroit is uh they're looking to get somebody around Cade Cunningham. Obviously they're going to look to to get a big man this this summer in the trade I mean in the draft, but I think Mitchell Robinson is also somebody that you can add. Um yeah. the the pick and roll combinations yeah. with him and Cade. Cade I don't would be think, awesome. I don't think you got to give up a whole ton in return. I I'm not saying I don't think we're going to I don't think we're going to give up Jeremy Grant in a deal for Mitchell no, Robinson. No, no. No. So I I think uh, I think Rodney Magruder. I wouldn't go that far. I mean, like, you know, like a couple players, you know what I mean? So I think Hami, uh, could you see Hami? I I mean, if if it takes if that's what it takes, I could I could possibly see it. Mm-hmm. However, I, I don't want to. Um, yeah. But I, I listen, I just think I think Mitchell Robinson would be a really interesting, intriguing fit in Detroit. And I don't know why, man, that that rumor caught my eye. That mm-hmm. rumor caught my eye. So um, I'm sure there's a lot of teams um, that are really interested, but reports suggest that he's got some big fans in the, in the Pistons and the Pistons front office. That's awesome. If you're, if, if Troy Weaver likes you, he'll, he'll do what he can to, to get a hold of you. Yeah. Um, another big man that could be moved at the deadline. Troy miles Turner, Troy. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. This time next week, Miles Turner, where are they yeah. at? I'm being inconsistent with this. No, um, you're good. You're good. I, I could see them going to New York for Randall. Hmm. Huh. Yeah. I'm. Huh. Well, but look, it's a New York thing to do. But it, oh, okay. It, yes, it is. You're right. You're not wrong, but like, you got to trade Mitchell Robinson with him too, right? Yeah. Yeah, sure. Sure. Randall, Randall. And would you trade Rand? That just doesn't sound right. It doesn't doesn't, sound right, but it's such a New York thing to do. No. Yeah. You, yeah. Mitchell Randall and 
oh, I don't know. Would, maybe, a but pick. why would the Pacers want Randall though? Yeah, I, that's where I kind of see the rebuilding. Too. Right, right, right. Yeah, and you got Sabonis. Okay, so maybe not New York. Um, let me let me do this again. How about this? Let me make a pitch. New Orleans. This maybe? time next week, Miles Turner is going to be a Charlotte Hornet. Ooh, how? I why? They, I well, first of all, they need a big, and they need a big bad. Mm-hmm. They have, yeah, they really uh, got abused tonight by Toronto. They have been linked to a guy like Miles Turner for a long time. And, and, and it feels like Charlotte is like that one piece away from being a real playoff team. And that feels like the kind of piece that they're away. Now they're, they could, they got guys like, uh, they got, they got a guy like James Booknight that they drafted this yeah. past year who really mm-hmm. doesn't play much for them. You have some future yeah. assets that you could potentially throw in a trade. And I think if you're a team like the Indiana Pacers, I think, I think Charlotte's kind of like the, like the best potential bidder for, for a guy of his services. So to me, and, it uh, yeah. just, to me, it just I makes a lot of sense. Charlotte dramatically improves with miles Turner, mm-hmm. like dramatically. Yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah, I like that pick. Yeah. I, yeah. I like that pick. I like Charlotte. He's going to be in Charlotte. I changed my mind. That's fair. I'm, I'm, I, I swayed you. You did. I like it. You did. I like it. Now, Troy, another big man on the Indiana Pacers roster yeah. that reportedly could be moved is DeMontis Sabonis. Troy, in a week, where are they at? Part of me wants to say Minnesota, but I don't really know who they would give up. But I, th- I think he adds a good defensive presence to them. Lower scoring in the point with Cat. Um, yeah. I think he, fit, I think he fits Minnesota. I'm going to go Minnesota. But, but my true honest gut says he's going to stay in Indiana. Yeah, my gut says Indiana as well. I think, I think he's going to be a hard contract to move. However, if he ends up going anywhere, I think we could be seeing DeMontis Sabonis as a Washington wizard. I think um, reports suggest that the wizards are interested. Um, They are a team that is desperately looking to improve their, their stock. Um, It looks like funny enough. It looks like the Minnesota Timberwolves are another team that could possibly Mm -hmm. look at adding him as well. So I, you know, I think uh, you could get, uh, you could possibly like, swap the salaries of like Spencer Dinwiddie, a guy right. that could potentially be something you could send a guy like Ruri Hachimura to the, to the Pacers as well. And then get some, then get some first round picks over there as well. You know what I mean? I think that's a trade that makes a lot of sense. And you know, if you're the, if you're the wizards, you're looking to improve in any way you can. I think DeMontis Sabonis is one of the best guys that's going to be on the market. Mm-hmm. Um, so if they can't get their hands on a guy like Jeremy Grant, I could definitely see DeMontis Sabonis being a guy that they go after because listen they they want to they want to keep Bradley Beal around there long term for some reason so you know I think uh I think they they if they really are serious about doing something with Bradley Beal now's the time to show it mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know what I mean yeah yeah I, I I like that and yeah and I guess we'll find out a lot about Washington about even if it's not for Sabonis but whatever they do at the deadline I think we'll see a lot of what uh what they i guess have planned for the future so yeah yeah there's gonna be a lot 
a lot of teams that we're going to figure out what exactly they think of themselves right coming right. up like uh like portland they clearly gave up they, they yeah. clearly chalked it you know what i mean right unless they make a move that shows them that maybe they're ready to go for next year well yeah for next year they, yeah. they could for sure i think uh i think freeing up the salary of uh I think their I think their thought was to free up the salary slots of a guy like Norman Powell and Robert yeah. Covington. Big Clearly, time. you got to fix something, right? But yeah, still that that trade felt like highway robbery. It did, but, it did, and and you now have a have a potential to get a tenth or eleventh or twelfth pick in the draft, who could very much contribute in some way to your team. That or they could use that in a piece to get a trade to to make yeah. a trade as well. Um, that too. So yeah, absolutely. Um, and, and reports, they're still tied to Jeremy Grant. So who knows? Portland's another team that that's Ooh. very interested in him. Yeah. Um, imagine, imagine this year's draft with like, let's just say the second pick and the 11th pick, that would be a fun draft. You got two lottery picks for Detroit. That would be really cool. Yeah. 100%. I mean, yeah, but the more shots for Troy Weaver at the draft board, the better, mm-hmm. the, the, the absolute better. I mean, I think uh, I think Luca Garza was a steal for where we got yeah. him. Yeah, um, yeah. There, there's a lot of guys that I've really liked Troy Weaver's moves. I'm- well, yeah, well, yeah. I think Garza. Changing the subject really quick, I think Garza. We might see some significant minutes next season with him. I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> oh, really? Really? Because he's he's balling out in the G League right now. Yeah, of course he is. It's the G League. <laughs> yeah, he was the Naismith Player of the Year last year. Yeah, yeah. He could go. Yeah. He could. He could be the Nikola Jokic of the G League. He probably is the Nik- Nikola Jokic yeah, of the is. G League. He is. Yeah. That's why yeah, I brought by, it up. By the way, pop quiz. Troy, who is the leading scorer in the G League this year? Ooh. Jeremy Lin. Saban Lee. Wow. Our boy Saban Lee. Shout out to Saban Lee, man. He's Shout out. out to Saban Lee. Yeah, he's been he's been balling out in the with the crews when he's been there, man. Multiple 30-point games, couple 40-point mm-hmm. games, too. Yeah, boys putting awesome. it up. All right. To to close out our big man saga for a little bit, Troy. Marvin Bagley the third. Yeah. Reports suggest that the Sacramento Kings want to move him quote-unquote bad Mm -hmm. so all reports are saying they want him out troy this time next week marvin bagley where are they at yeah if he if they make a deal with new york for randall he'll be in new york yeah i think they can attach him um to to a deal i i could see him here's the thing that about him though is he doesn't really like dramatically change any team he's on no he doesn't but but he's a he's a low he he's a he's a flyer trade he is a a guy that that you bring in to give that second chance right 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 And, and i guess if you put it in that terms um I don't know. Maybe Boston. I think, I think Boston could, would be willing to, I, mm-hmm. I could even see Charlotte. Mm-hmm. Where's your head at with that one? I want to say Detroit so bad. Cause I want them in Detroit. You do. Oh yeah, of course. Of course. However, uh, you know, I, I think, uh, I think a team that's looking to add talent in as many different ways as possible and is looking to make flyers any way they can. Uh, and it sounds like they've had some talks. I think this time next week, Marvin Bagley the third 
will be a Portland Trailblazer. Yeah. I yeah. think, uh, you know, a, a guy that a former second overall pick, I think if you're, I think if you're Portland, you are desperate yeah. for, for success or, mm-hmm. or for adding somebody that can, that can bring a lot to your franchise. So I think Marvin Bagley, the third is a kind of guy that that would make a lot of sense for Portland. Speaking of Portland, reports suggest that C.J. McCollum to the Knicks is, quote-unquote, a real possibility. Yeah. Yeah. And with that, Troy, this time next week, C.J. McCollum, where are they at? Yeah. Um. Do they finally do it, Troy? Do they pull the trigger? No, they don't. He's staying in Portland. Yeah. How about you? Yeah. I, I just don't trust the Portland Trailblazers front office to to do anything with this. I think, um, I think the tr- the time to trade CJ McCollum was two three years ago, in my opinion. Wow. Wow. Yeah. I think. Uh, so I, I think. I think they're certainly trying to float his name around, see what's out there. However, I don't think they're going to get anything enough in, in, uh, in a, with a whole lot of substance that makes CJ McCollum not be a, a Portland trailblazer this time next week. Now I do think he's a guy that could be traded on the, on draft day or in the summer. Mm-hmm. I think, I think at that point there, there's some teams that could be looking to add a little bit more around, Maybe right. a team, maybe a team like Philly is looking to get another, another guard around Joel Embiid. If, uh, if say the, the James Harden thing doesn't work out for them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I think he's like another guy that they could possibly go after when that's the case. So I think, you know, to me, I think this time next week, I think we're going to still see CJ McCollum in a Blazers uniform. Speaking of former side guys around Joel Embiid Troy this is when the this is when the list gets a little bit saucier yeah I think I think I know where you're going with this I'm going with Eric Gordon of the oh no I'm kidding I'm kidding I'm kidding no I'm kidding Ben Simmons (laughs) yeah yeah Troy Ben Simmons where are they at he's not getting moved bro he's staying in Philly I don't know I as as painful as it is because Sean Philly should have moved him the second week of the season. They should have done whatever they could to get James Harden a year and a half ago. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I, <laughs> I agree with because that, yeah. that deal was that deal almost happened. Yeah, it did. And, and if I'm, if I'm Daryl Morey, I am kicking myself that that didn't go through mm-hmm. because because you know now they want to make a run during free agency, Adam. However, yeah, I, I just I still have a hard time seeing him leaving Brooklyn, even too. even with everything going on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do too. And I, I think the thing with um, Simmons too is they're they're just too greedy with him. They don't understand how low his value is right now. I'm serious, Sean. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it, low. Reports suggest that if he were to go to the Kings, they would want De'Aaron Fox and Tyrese Halliburton. They would want both. They would want both. 
I would say Bagley and Fox is a stretch. Yeah, I would say Bagley and Fox is a stretch. Bagley and Fox is about where I'd put it. A a guy like a like a like a former asset that's a flyer, and then like a a a a guy who could possibly be an all star guard. However, like even then though, like the like the thing that you have to understand with that is like why would I want to make that move though if I'm Philly? Because yeah, it doesn't help your team. Well, well because. Who's, who's playing really well for the Philadelphia 76ers right now? Tyrese, Tyrese Maxey. Maxey. Why would you want to take touches away from Tyrese Maxey? You don't. You don't. You don't. You don't. So, yeah, they. I think, I think he's another guy that I, I'm going to have a hard time seeing be moved until, until the summer. Now, Steve Nash did say that James Harden is not being traded. However, Troy, I still have to ask, James Harden. Yeah, he's time next. Yeah, he's staying. No, no way. Ivan. Not even, not even a, now, a second of thought. Now, reports have said that that the Nets would listen to a Ben Simmons, Seth Curry offer. However, why would I want to do that from the Brooklyn Nets? Why? Because like, don't get me wrong, like bringing in Ben Simmons, like he's a, he's like super talented. Maybe you could do something with that, like mm-hmm. over the summer. Maybe you could like make a trade and flip that yeah. to get like more solid pieces around Kevin Durant. However, I just I don't like that fit around. Ke- like I I right. mean he could he could be a good fit there. He 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 would have more room to operate in the post. There isn't really anybody that he would be taking away from. However, mm-hmm. when I saw what he did in the playoffs this past year, why do I want to open that possibility of that happening? But when I'm trying to make a championship run in Brooklyn. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to think of not necessarily a hardened deal for this, but I'm trying to think of just a lot of the guys we named off the past 20 minutes. Who's a guy who's the most hungry guy on that list. I'm trying to think because not saying you trade Harden, but I'm, but maybe you trade a guy like Patty Mills. Um, I don't know. Bringing a, I'm, I'm thinking of like what the Pistons did with getting Rashid, like a guy who's mm-hmm. hungry, who wants to win. I feel like, and maybe you throw Blake Griffin and Patty Mills in a deal like this, but I'm just trying yeah. to think. Um, hey, Russell I, I, Westbrook's I, pretty hungry. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Maybe, I mean, I'm not saying, I'm not saying. Like, yeah, I can't see Turner, obviously, because Indiana wouldn't do that. But I don't know. I I'm, I can't think of a name right now. But a hungry guy who wants to win, who wants to win now, and maybe you give up Patty Mills and Blake Griffin. That's all I'm saying. Um, a guy like that bringing into Brooklyn. Because the reason that they're exploring at least the James Harden thing is because they want to improve. They yeah. actually want to make a run. They're, they're yeah. they have every reason to. Yeah. So yeah. I think which, I think which, getting rid of those two guys for a hungry guy, whatever that means. Um, Patty Mills has been way too valuable to them this year, though. Like, and on top of that, Blake Griffin is he has he has negative trade value. He yeah. is he yeah. is geriatric this year. Like he the the guy is a shell of himself. Like to, to say he's a shell of himself is an understatement. Blake mm-hmm. Griffin sucks at basketball now. And I hate to say that, but he sucks <laughs> yeah. at basketball now. Yeah. yeah. Um, now, speaking of a guy who's hungry, who wants to win now, John Collins. Ooh, that's a great one, Sean. That's an awesome one. John um, Collins, who, who apparently, according to the Atlanta Hawks, any guy not named Clint Capella mm-hmm. or Trey Young 
could be on the trade market. However, they've been winning a little bit more of late. John right. Collins for the second year in a row is on the trade market. Troy, this time next week, where is John Collins? Yeah, that brings up some really good, uh, really good points and questions, Sean. And I, man, I don't know. I can't really see New York giving Rob like a Robinson Collins deal. Um, so I'm not going to go New York. I got Indiana. A you're not going to do a Sabonis. Yeah. No, well, not only that, but also they're rebuilding. I don't know if John Collins is going to want to go to Indiana. And even if right. he did, I don't know if that's a piece that like yeah, Indiana sure. could like build around. You know. Sure, what I mean? sure, sure. Okay, so hold on, hold on. Ooh, I, I want to say Miami, but okay. Uh, I got one. Okay, I, got, go. I, I, I really like this I'm, one. I I'm think lost. You're, all right, you ready? I this is this is just a fun one. Are you ready? Yeah. This time next week, John Collins will be a Dallas Maverick. <laughs> Who are they going to give up? Jalen Brunson. Oh, Brunson. Brunson. Yeah. Brunson's a name that has some value. Now, the thing is, is he is a free agent this summer. So he does have, um, uh, you, you, you could trade a guy like Reggie Bullock, you know, another three and D guy. They, yeah. they have some names in Dallas. They do have some assets. So, uh, you know, if I'm if I'm the Atlanta Hawks or if I'm the well, especially the Dallas Mavericks, they're looking to get another like they're they're looking to get a solid four around Kristaps Porzingis. I think him being a pick and pick and roll partner with Luka Doncic, I mm-hmm. think this would I think this would immediately put da- the Dallas Mavericks in the Western Conference Finals conversation. I think Ooh. they could contend. For the Western Conference Finals, if they make this yeah. kind of move, Especially- dude, Luca and John Collins would be a lot of fun together. Oh, dude! Hey, just imagine a John Collins, Luka Doncic pick and roll partner, and then they can, and then they can always rotate with with Kristaps Porzingis. They could play both yeah. of those guys on the three point line. They could, they could do a lot of different things offensively. J- Jason Kidd would ha- would go to town with yeah. putting up systems for those guys and, and having a Tim Hardaway guy in the wing too, would be really fun. Yeah. That is like a, that is a move where Dallas goes, we're all in. Let's start contending. Cause I think mm-hmm. I like the sooner you can start maximizing on Luka Doncic's greatness, the better. Yeah. And maybe you throw in a, a Brunson in a pick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it would, yeah, it'd probably have to be a little more than that. Um, I, it'd have to be a little more than that. Now I will say, um, I do think that the better the Hawks keep playing, the likelihood of Collins being moved goes down and down because, mm-hmm. you know, they're, they are, they are, they are starting to turn it around. They're, they're feeling a lot like the Hawks team of last year where they started out rough, but then midway through yeah. the season, they started to figure some things out and mm-hmm. started to kind of move their way up. So I could see that being a very realistic possibility to happen again for yeah. them this year. So, you know, do you, and again, you know, you could still, you know, it's hard to tell where they're at, but I, it's, I, I would also, I would also urge them to be careful on giving up on that Trey young, John Collins duo. However, if, if, if they want to do it, now's the time. I think you got some interested part. I think you got some interested buyers out there. Yeah, yeah. I got one for you. Yeah. DeAndre Hunter. 
man. I think he stays in Atlanta. I, yeah. um, yeah, I, I just, I think Atlanta was looking to be way more active before than they are now. I think with, I think with things rolling, you're, you're going to be a little more hesitant to make some moves. I don't think I see DeAndre Hunter being moved unless they were to acquire the likes of a Jeremy Grant. I think it would, they would have to get something pretty substantial in return. They'd have to be making a trade to get a better player in return. I just don't know who Atlanta's starting right now. I just, mm-hmm. they, they're, they are a wild card team to me because they, they could do anything. They could be, mm-hmm. they could be really active. They could be really quiet. They could stand firm. They could blow it up. Mm-hmm. They, they have a lot of different directions they could go. Right. And right. I, so to me, they're, they're definitely a team to be looking out for at the deadline. All right, Troy. We're gonna get we're gonna we're gonna simmer down a little bit and then we're gonna heat right back up. Does that sound yeah. good? I got two Sounds more names good. for you. Yeah. The first name is Eric Gordon. Eric Gordon of mm-hmm. the Houston Rockets. Yeah. His services are are being coveted throughout the league. Multiple yeah. teams are looking to add a guy like Eric Gordon to their team to to win now, to cash yeah. in. Now the Rockets apparently, you know, obviously they don't want to, they don't want to really bring back a whole lot of salary in return. However, there are some teams that are really interested. So here, um, I, I think, I, I think some teams, uh, the Suns have have reportedly been really oh, wow. interested. Um, there's there's a lot of there's a lot of teams that are interested in his services. So with that, a uh, Cleveland is no longer an option, by the okay. way. So. Um, with that, Troy, this time next week, Eric Gordon, where are they at? Yeah, I guess that's a hard one for me because I don't really know what Houston would want in return, and I don't really know what contending teams would want to push for him because here's the thing. He's not as consistent as you think. Like, he's a guy who can put up good numbers, but he's – like, he he really only – on a contending team, he's really only a 15- to 20-minute-a-night guy. Um, so my, – My pushback would be – on a, on a contending team, would he need to be more than a 15 to 20 minute yeah. night guy? Sure. Sure. No. And, and I, and I would say no. Um, yeah, right now, could... right now he's only getting right now. He's playing about 30 minutes a game. So that's, that's about right. a five, you know, it's about like a five, 10 minute difference. It's really not much. Sure. Sure. I, I think Phoenix could flow well. Um, another team just because I, I like him, And I think, I don't know, he might, he might be able to fit in as far as quick points as Boston. Um, don't know what Boston would give up. Um, mm-hmm. Ooh, no, I'm not going to say Memphis. That's weird, but I, I don't know. Like, I, I feel like a quick burst for a Memphis team. Cause I'm thinking quick burst that that's mm-hmm. what he can give a contending yeah. team. So I'm thinking of teams that, you know, when, when their starters are sitting out, who's going to come in and, and give them that reliance. And I, I see a Memphis. Yeah. I see a Boston. Yeah. Um, so that's, that was that my two. I'm going to go with Troy. This time next week, Eric Gordon's going to be an LA Laker. They traded think, us. <laughs> no, no, back? no, no. I uh, think Eric Gordon is about the best type of player they can add at the at the deadline. I think yeah. um, they would have to trade some future assets. They would have to. Um, they would probably have to give up a player that they like right now. Um, I don't know who that player would be. However, 
I think Eric Gordon is a guy that could go and play a significant role for the Lakers. I think he is a guy that you could insert into their lineup, whether he's a six man, whether he comes in and actually starts for that Lakers team. I think, I think uh, Houston would definitely be looking to free up some cap space. And in addition, if you could make it a three team deal where they could possibly send a pick yeah. over to Houston, I think, uh, I don't think it's entirely impossible. I think Rob Palenka is going to be working the phones. They're going to do something this deadline. I don't think it's going to be anything more flashy than a guy like Eric Gordon, though. So, but, but my if you're gut, LA, I, if... I, I love the fit in Phoenix, and that's where, like, that's where my initial feeling is with him. But the Lakers, they are desperate to get better, and I think that's sure. the kind of move that they can make. With with LA, though, if you give up some assets or a player that you like. I don't think, I don't think that's worth it. Well, I mean, but here's, do I think it's worth it? Maybe not. However, do the Lakers have much of a choice? Yeah. Yeah. They, they, they don't because they listen, if you want to contend, you, you got to do something different because right now going into the trade deadline, the Los Angeles Lakers are two games below 500. That's a problem. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That is a problem problem so something's got to change so with that troy we saved the best for last you know where i'm you know where you know who this name is i know where you're going with this jeremy grant yeah jeremy grant has been a name he has been the most coveted name at the trade deadline for months we've been told that jeremy grant is going to be moved somewhere on deadline day. And with that, Troy, this time next week, where are they at? Detroit. He's staying. He's not getting moved. Um, I feel like Troy Weaver has shopped enough to know that he's either – not worth giving up now and finish out the season than he is regretting regretting it later. I, I feel like if you just move him to move him, you're going to regret it, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. If I'm Troy, which I am, um, I'm, not, <laughs> I'm, I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that. Yeah, I like I said, I'm, I'm pretty firm that I think this happens in the summer. I, I I think, I think Jeremy Grant, I think we've seen that this team has struggled a little bit more since he's come back into the lineup. I think a guy like Sadiq Bay, his game has been unlocked a little bit more with having a guy like Jeremy Grant out of the lineup. And in addition, I think once the Pistons get a top three potential pick, coming up into into the into that draft i think they're going to notice that the ball is only going to have so many places to go i think they're going to be interested in guys like jalen brunson over over in free agency i just in my opinion i just think that they have a lot of of moves that they want to make and i think i think the future of jeremy grant in a Pistons uniform is looking more and more iffy as each day goes on. So um, I'm not saying that Jeremy Grant won't 
be a piston long term. I very much could see him being there. However, you're gonna have to make a decision because either either you either you you move him, or you're paying him four years, 120 million dollars, and that yeah. is a that is a hefty price to to commit to early on in the rebuild. So, and I'm not there. I'm not there. I'm not there. You're not ready. No, I'm not. I'm not ready to give him that much money. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. So, and and so that's that's the argument. If you're not there, and then you got to see what's out there. Now, mm-hmm. now, um, reports suggest, according to our guy James Edwards III, that there are currently three teams that are actively interested or are still actively interested in the Jeremy Grant sweepstakes. And those teams are the Sacramento Kings, the Portland Trailblazers, and the Washington Wizards. Now, all three of those teams, those and, and, and those are just the teams that have shown the most interest. Reports say that even the Nets have poked around too. But the Nets, I don't... They don't have much to trade. They don't have Harden a lot for of Grant straight up. Let's do it. Dude, imagine <laughs> if just just imagine if Blake Griffin came back and they bought him out again. Either that or he stays for the rest of the season and we just get to see more Isaiah Stewart Blake Griffin as teammates. They hated each other already. We don't need we don't need more of that. Yeah. However, yeah. how objectively hilarious would that be? It'd be kind of funny, Sean. <laughs> oh man. Well, Troy, that we I think we covered it pretty well. I think we mm-hmm. I think we pretty much hit every major name that could possibly be moved at this deadline. I would agree, Sean. We really, we really hit it. That's what she said. But anyway, I think the other thing too is the, the crazy thing about the deadline is we named Every possible name I could think of of someone that could be traded at the deadline. And we could, we probably are still missing someone that's going to get traded on the deadline. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, mm-hmm. you're totally right. And I have one last question for you. And I brought it up last week or two weeks ago, three weeks ago. Uh-huh. Um, and I'm going to ask it again because we're so much closer. But out of all the guys that we listed, who is in the 95 to 100% range of getting traded? That's a good question. So let's go through and, and, and let's, let's break it down. So Dennis Schroeder is going to get traded. That's, that's not an if, ands, or buts. It's not, it's not whether it's not whether or not it's getting traded. It's just where to Mm -hmm. Dennis Schroeder is going to be on the go. I think miles Turner is, is, is insanely likely to be moved as well. I think he is a guy that, has been pretty clear that Indiana is not where he wants to be. Um, it's clear that Indiana isn't really a team that wants him that much either. So I think, I think, I think he's, I think he's going to get moved as well. Marvin Bagley will have a new home. Um, and Eric Gordon is going to have a new home as well. I think those are all the safe ones as far as, As far as like which big name am I the most confident will have a new home come deadline day? I got to go De'Aaron Fox because in my opinion, I think the Kings are looking to really shake things up. I think they're looking to change their, um, their, uh, 
their core and who they have around. Uh, it looks like Tyrese Halliburton at this current time is their franchise guy. And I think the longer De'Aaron Fox is there, the more awkward it makes it. And on top of that, I just don't think that they're a great fit next to each other. So I think De'Aaron Fox will have a new home come the end of this week. Randall? I mean, I think he should be traded. I think the Knicks would be stupid not to trade him. But again, what how, what team is going to be interested in adding him with, with what they've seen of late? What team is going to be so interested to, to trade for his services to say, I want to bring Julius Randle in? You know, you would have to be, you would have to be an insanely confident front office guy to say, all right, yep, bring him in the fold. It would almost have to be like, uh, you know how in the NFL, like the Rams have kind of become like the, like the, like the healing home, like mm-hmm. any, any like disgruntled stars or people that are seen as misfits go to the Rams and then they just thrive, you know, like, uh, like Odell, for example, They'd, it'd have to be a team like that. You know what I'm saying? And uh, I don't think the Heat are interested. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, that's that's about where I'm at. I think if I'm the Knicks, I'm hoping I can move him by deadline day. I think it's going to be a little bit more difficult than they anticipate. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, now, here's the thing. Uh, if you have made it this far, just to let you know, on deadline night, we will be going live after the Memphis Grizzlies game, myself, Pistons talk, everything King, and possibly even Troy will be going live, talking about the deadline, talking about the Pistons, discussing what moves could be made, and just having a good time. So be sure to tune in live. It's going to be live here on this channel. You're not going to want to miss it. But with that, Troy, before we wrap things up. I think it's about time that we take a little bit of a trip, take a hop and a skip to a place that we haven't been in a little while. And that, of course, is from Mount Rushmore. Day, Troy, we're going to be looking back on a player that had a pretty awesome career, mm-hmm. even yeah, if I- it didn't last that long. Yeah, absolutely, Sean. And today we're going to jump in a time machine and bring us back exactly this week. 10 years ago now the week of february what 6th through february uh 11th 12th of 2012 and we are going to jump right into madison square garden uh jeremy lynn lynn sanity this is the 10-year anniversary of lynn sanity so sean that's just a little bit talk about jeremy lynn's story from what you know um what i know uh before lynn sanity who is this guy and um, let's just let's just look back at this incredible moment in NBA history. So I'll start. Um, born up to Taiwanese American immigrants uh, in the California area, mm-hmm. um, very much, uh, very much, um, you know that definitely that you know Asian American culture of you know work hard and school and and you know good things will be rewarded to you. And uh, he loved. The Warriors growing up in the Bay Area. Yes, he and, did. Uh, he was a great player. He, I think he was a high school, California high school champion. I think his team played in the championship game. Um, got a 
uh, scholarship uh, to go to Harvard and play at Harvard. Uh, Jeremy Lin had a great career at Harvard. Uh, undrafted guy. He bounced a lot in the, the D League back then, uh, mm-hmm. the developmental league, and bounced back in there. Got a couple of 10-day contract with his Warriors and some other teams too. Yeah. Um, never made a stint. And then he got uh, signed to New York. Um, and I believe one of the games, his, uh, his first kind of coming out game against the New Jersey Nets at the time, uh, his agent called him a few hours before the game and said, the Knicks are planning to waive you after this game. This is probably your last NBA game ever. And he went out, I think what over 20 points. Um, Mm -hmm. great, great game. And then a few days later on a Friday night, at home against the LA Lakers, the Kobe Bryant led LA Lakers. He went for 38 points and a New York Nick victory. Mm-hmm. And, you know, with being, you know, an Asian American guy, I think, you know, we don't really see a lot of those guys in, in the league. Um, you know, we think of a, a Chinese born American, uh, became American, a Chinese native, uh, Yao Ming really was the mm-hmm. big influencer as far as, um, you know, Asian guys in the league and Yi Zhilian, another guy from China that I think of. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't, I can't really name a, a lot of others from that, from that region of the world. Um, and not that, you know, Jeremy Grant, Jeremy Lin is from, from China, but he's, you know, Taiwanese American and mm-hmm. um, just an incredible moment in our history. And, and just, yeah. he, he lit the Knicks on fire, Sean. And, you know, we think of what has there been to cheer for in the past 10 to 15 years in New York? Mm-hmm. Um, not a lot. A couple of cool not Carmelo a moments. Lot, man. A couple of cool Carmelo moments. D Rose had a nice little run this past year. But other than that, I think of one moment and it's Jeremy Lin. So Jeremy what do you Lin. remember, Sean? Yeah. I mean, first of all, I don't think there was a more electric 10 game stretch of 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 games quite like the mm-hmm. insanity years i think of you know to your point that that lakers game that he had i mean just just listen just listen to this stretch man he mm-hmm. um just through through the insanity stretch respectfully this guy went for 25 28 23 38 20 27 he had a one night where he went for 10 but then he went for 26 28 and 21 like yeah. the guy yeah you know jeremy lynn was never the he was never a great nba player but for 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 that 10 game stretch he was one of the best players in the world mm-hmm. he yeah. he attacked he, he played with with ferocity he attacked the rim he was mate, you know, he, he had a decent outside shot, but, but the thing is, is a lot of it was his, was his ability to get to the rim, you know, Fast, like, very quick, very yeah, quick, very quick. So I remember when he got signed to Houston the next year, I remember watching him kind of bounce around the league. I remember being really happy for Jeremy Lin when uh, he spent his final year as uh, as a as a member or his final little stretch as a member of the Toronto Raptors and ended up winning a championship yeah. with them. Isn't that um, nuts, Sean? Jeremy mm-hmm. Lin's an NBA champion. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I, I remember I remember when Jeremy Lin was an LA Laker for a little while. 
Ooh, yeah, me yeah too. you know what i mean so like yeah. the, the the thing is is you know even even if he never had a stretch like that ever again he did have a stretch where he proved to be a service like you know to be an awesome player and then he went from not thinking that he was never going to be a player in the nba again to having a consistent career up until the 2018, 2019 season. So when I, when I think of Jeremy Lin, I think of, I will never forget that special stretch he had with the Knicks, Mm -hmm. but just one of the high character guys in the league, you know, Um, absolutely. You know, just well-respected, well-liked a guy that is easy to root for a guy that was universally liked and, you know, he, even if, even if he never really like amazed in his career or never like, you know, beyond Linsanity, even if he never reached those heights again, he, he had that, he had that stretch. He had, mm-hmm. you know, there, there's guys, he did who, it. He did it. Yeah. There are guys that are stars in this league that didn't have that good of a stretch. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? So, yeah. um, obviously I think, uh, one thing that was mind boggling was that the Knicks, didn't re- didn't re-sign him after that year yeah i, I yeah. think that was like the like how do you let that guy walk out of the building you know yeah, what i mean yeah and he t- wanted to stay too yeah of course he, he would wanted to stay of and then course. he goes to houston yeah what? Yeah. houston we got a problem man he used mm-hmm. to be in new york mm-hmm. um but that dude going back to linsanity super quick that game winner against the raptors do you know what i'm talking about that mm-hmm. shot from the top mm-hmm. of the key mm-hmm to think that that happened, I think the next game or maybe the, the second to next game after his crazy game against the Lakers, like everything that could have went right, went right for Jeremy yeah. Lin during Linsanity. Well, and like the, the, the thing that you have to like take into account too, to, to your point, you said this guy was a member of the, uh, this guy was a former D league player and now we think of the G League and we think of how vast that league is, how many players there are. We think of all the resources that they have. We think of everything like that, right? Yeah. The D League was not that no. when, when Jeremy Lin was a player. There was maybe 18, 20 D League yeah. teams at the time. And it was a it, showcase. It was a yeah. showcase. Yeah. So to, to go from the D, go from the D League which is far less glamorous than it is now to come in. I mean, he played, uh, he played about 29 games in a, in a warrior's uniform really only averaged about 9.8 minutes per game. So he never really had much of a, of, of an opportunity there. However, he, you know, he ended up being on the Knicks and the rest is history. And I, when, when I think of when, like I said, that is one of the moments as a kid, I'll never forget when he was a when he was a New York Knicks. The day he was signed on December twenty seventh, the rest was history, man. <laughs> so with that, Troy, this time next week, you and I are going to have a lot to break down. Absolutely, but absolutely. You're going to want to stay tuned in to From Half Court because this is the place to be if you're an NBA sports fan. We love talking the game of basketball here if you'd like that be sure to subscribe to the channel be sure to subscribe to the podcast as well 
Be sure to be looking at my work on Woodward Sports as I am a Pistons beat writer for Woodward. Be sure to check that out in the description down below. Got to make my first appearance on the network this last week. Mitchell Robinson has 17 points and 18 rebounds right now. I am licking my lips like no other looking at that. But with that, Troy, it is always a pleasure to be sitting here with you. And it is always a pleasure to be sitting here with you, sitting listening in at home. We want to thank you so much for watching. Thank you so much for listening in. And we will catch you next time from Half Court. Be sure to subscribe.